Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Carly Baldus, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Thanks, Dave. It's nice to be here. This is amazing. It's pretty cool. We graduated, well, not quite together, but close. No, he's a little older than me. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, now we're clarifying. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it, and Carly, there's a lot of things to tell. We... We reconnected because of theater. Yep. As educators. Correct. Through and you were, were the drama teacher, director, all of it really, yep. really the whole. You were the program. Yep. Uh, at Muskegon High School. Correct. Yes. Uh, how was that? Uh, what you know? So it was great to reconnect after whatever it yeah, had been it a was. decade or fifteen years or yeah. whatever it was, and I so admired your work with the students. And now you're not doing that. I don't know. Could you just talk about that? Sure. What What was happening there? And sure. Uh, so I have been teaching at Muskegon High School for sixteen years. Um, gee, I don't know. Maybe four years ago was when I decided. I needed to go in a different direction in terms of theater, and it wasn't theater. I got my master's degree in drama and theater for the young. This is what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. Um, it was really about the politics and education, and um, so I think I'm on my 16th principal uh, wow. in the 16 years I've been there. Um, and so every year it was about reestablishing. Hey, I'm important. What I do is important. Could we keep my class? Um, I think I taught close to 17 different classes. So every year it was, what will I be teaching this year? What room will I be in? Mm -hmm. um, and just wondering if the program would be able to keep going. Um, then for about five years um, before I made this change, uh, that's when all the pay cuts started happening. And not only was my paycheck getting cut for teaching, but then the extracurricular paycheck was being cut. So while I was trying to grow a program and we were doing many more productions, I was actually getting paid 25% less than what I was being paid when I started. Mm. Um, and so I wasn't seeing my family and we couldn't pay the house bill. And it was, do I get another job when I don't have time to do this one or what? What do I do? Because I, it didn't matter how good I was. Um, Dave knows that we won a national competition and we brought in um, a, these people to help us put on a musical, which our school doesn't normally do, and grew the program to where there were four theater classes, um, made it so my students got to go to New York and be on an, uh, the Broadway stage for Wicked and work wow. with people from Wicked. Um, which was amazing, and then the next year they weren't going to pay me to do that, and they were like, so do it again. And I was like, I can't. I just, yeah. I just don't, I can't do everything. So um, I started thinking about what, uh, what did I do well, what did I like doing, and how could I still continue to support my family and the community. Um, and I realized that basically what theater was was counseling, um, so I decided to go back for a degree in counseling, um, actually in uh, counseling psychology. And then I also found a program in Chicago where they do um, drama therapy. Cool. So because I already had my master's in drama and theater for the young, it was like four more classes. The classes could be done um, in the summertime um, for like a week-long kind of intensive. Um, and that way I could start 
using theater still, but um, in a way that I could make my own hours and kind of make sure if I wasn't getting paid what I should get paid, then I could go somewhere else. You have given us a lot to talk about. Yes, that can is I? the <laughs> coolest profession. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really. Can yeah. you tell me more about that, if you don't mind? So, um, it's, I'm the only one in the area that does it. Yeah. And so, it's still kind of working its way on how we make it work. But, um, basically what it is, is we take all the elements of drama. So, all the arts. Um, dance, theater, um, art, uh, therapy... Um, music and I basically go with whatever the needs are of the person so um, in a group it'd be different we've got kind of we kind of go with the group but in an with an individual if the individual is coming in and they really get into drawing you know then then we focus on the therapy aspect using those elements or if they um, need to talk about I'm really struggling with how do I deal with my dad then we might act out the situations and um, play, you know, what kind of things might your dad say, and, and then I get to be the dad, and, and they get to, you know, so we kind of play those kind of roles. Um, if it's music therapy, um, I, I just recently had a person who um, has uh, given up alcohol and drugs, and she loves writing music. So she's writing all about the experience she's feeling and coming in and talking about the, that process, and, you know, we're working through it that way. So um, it still can be the talk therapy. Like people come in sometimes, they're like, "Whoa, what do you do?" And I'm like, "I don't do it unless you wanna." Like <laughs> you do that. Um, but once they start to find their niche, then we go there. Where are you employed? Oh yes. So um, I just recently got a job at a place called Harbortown Health. It it's an integrated care practice, which is also the new thing that's happening um, when it comes to um, health. So there's a primary care doctor. There is, are two psychiatrists, and then there are four counselors, and we all have different specialties. So mm -hmm. there's someone that just does play therapy for children, uh, which is not me. Um, <laughs> then I specialize in couples and teens, mm -hmm. but really I'll take whoever. And then um, there's another guy who's worked in the court system and specializes with addiction and mm -hmm. abuse and things like that. Um, and then we have the our head counselor who's kind of done it all so uh, it's this really neat thing where we meet weekly and talk about stuff and kind of integrate okay you need um, you're you're taking this medication we're gonna communicate about how that's going and we're gonna work together versus you know you see this person over here and you see that person on this other side of the state and whatever do you find yourself exhausted from this new line of work or is it rejuvenating or I wonder about how you feel about hearing about people yeah I, I know you know this because I watch you grow as well and find your passion so um, I actually was working late nights I was working Sundays I was um, you know like last uh, on Monday I came home at like 10 because I see people until 9 and I feel awake and alive when I come home. I feel like I just experienced life. So it's way different. Um, the, the weird part about me is that I still teach in the morning, mm -hmm. and I do broadcasting. So I take mm -hmm. the theater aspects, but we put it into, like you guys are doing a podcast, we do video announcements. And so we get to, I get to express things that way. So I still get to impact the school, but only for a little bit, and then I don't have to deal with all the politics and all that kind of stuff. 
best of both worlds. Yeah, I'll say. Is it the best of both worlds? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid that people are going to start figuring it out and go, oh, no, maybe she shouldn't get it so nicely, but it's really nice. That's great. I'm wondering about the they who you constantly had to talk to in order to say this program, Back to Theater, is worthwhile. Look at what we've done. Is the they um, administration? Is yeah. that? Yep. The board, the principal, Even, what at what level? Oh, just okay. oh, we've had different superintendents. Um, we've had the um, school board. I've gone to numerous school board meetings, and I just was so disappointed that you've never been in my classroom. You've never been like I've never seen you in the school. How can you make these decisions that make such a huge impact on the children that that we serve? But they do, and it's the same way. You know, you go higher up with the governor and. All that kind of stuff and um, when I when I talked to my students in theater and, and had to tell them that I was leaving I said I'm gonna continue to work with you I'm gonna continue to serve you it's just gonna be in a place where I have a little bit more power and I can do what I think is best so. teachers are unselfish people but generally mm -hmm. speaking at least that's my perception <laughs> yes. how did you come to that decision that you had to own you had to own a decision here yeah it's when you have nothing left to give like at, at what point, you know, you got to save yourself. So um, there just was no, there was so little I could control and um, so many things that just <laughs> were, seemed like easy fixes that I couldn't fix. And when I thought about the idea of counseling and being able to be in a room and create that safe space and just deal with one problem at a time and just watch it flourish or or deal with the groups you know I'm starting to get requests of having groups and that's a little bit more challenging figuring out how that works with insurance and how that works with time you know everybody's like what time do you pick for a group that'll make everybody happy so moving from or adjusting between the school system and being pushed down for the good that you were doing in the community to doing good in the community and being rewarded for it and feeling so fulfilled, how does that change your outlook on humanity and on people? Ooh, well, um, an interesting situation just recently happened where I changed jobs. Mm -hmm. And in changing jobs, um, I went from working at Start & Associates, which is in Grand Haven and Muskegon, to this new facility, which I believed a lot in and um, was allowing me to have better hours and all this kind of stuff. But I got trapped in politics again, and that was with insurances. Um, moving to this new place, I couldn't accept the insurances I was accepting before. So I had 30 clients that now couldn't use their insurance to see me. Um, and it was awful, and mm -hmm. um, I felt really stuck with, I thought I was going to be able to take their insurances, and I get that they were not paying anything before, and I want to continue care, and I want to help them. How do I do that? Um, and meeting with them one-on-one -on -one and talking to them, they came to decisions like, I'll find the way to pay this money, or we'll work this out where they'll pay a little bit more than they were, but less, obviously, than what I was getting paid. And um, just... Uh, this this appreciation for what I do and that you know when it when it comes to teaching if we don't have the money we just don't do it mm -hmm. or you know well 
this thing needs the money and we're not going to give it to you or, or whatever. This program may be good, but we're going to, we're going to cut it because, because I don't, I don't know that there ever was really a good reason, but, um, in this case we were able to work out how, what do we need? How can we get there? And, and just feeling that, that value. The other thing that's been really interesting is that people will, um, will say, I got your name from so-and-so, and I don't even know so-and-so. So somehow so-and-so got my name from somebody else mm -hmm. who's saying nice things. And that, again, is so different than teaching. Like, <laughs> no one refer. I don't know. There's this, this, um, this honor and this grace about, like, uh, feeling appreciated. You talk very passionately about theater, and clearly you've stuck with it for so long. Why theater? Like, what speaks to you? How did, how did it all get started? Um, well, for me, I started in dance. Um, but the arts, um, especially as I'm getting this, um, working on drama therapy, the arts are so amazing as you learn about how they really integrate the whole person. Um, and I was doing some work on music therapy and learning about how you can heal babies and um, through music and how it's the it's one of the only things that will really get all the areas of the brain stimulated at once. Um, and I, I, there's even some things with like dementia and Alzheimer's and the things that that you can do with it. And as you learn about it. Um, I'm just like, how do we get more of this here, you know? Uh, especially in uh, what's happening now, there's a growing older population, and, and I look at my grandparents, and, and how can I get them this kind of treatment and uh, these kind of things? But the arts, the arts get away, you know, use a different side of the brain and use all the, uh, they get to really the heart of everything. I think. Not This is not a question, but just a statement about your question, which is they, they, they allow for empathy, yeah. right? Like I have to stand in this other character's shoes so then I have to understand why this character would do this motivation. I mean, I found that through through theater, it wasn't, I wasn't becoming someone else. I was, I was learning about new parts other of people. me and, and learning about other people. And I was like discovering myself through these characters. So it, it literally forces you into other people's shoes. Um, and if you don't like a part about about a character or about an art piece, you have to. It makes you think. You know why? Why don't you like that? Mm -hmm. What What is bothering you? And that can transfer leaps and bounds into your inner real, personal relationship with other people. Carly, when I think about you as a teacher, it makes me sad that you're not teaching as much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm glad you're still in the classroom a bit, but it makes me sad that you're not. Um, teaching. I'm glad you've got a new passion and people should run with that, but kids can use your enthusiasm and will in this different way. Thanks. Um, mm -hmm. How, what do people need to know about the teaching profession that they might not know f through your lens? Um, well, you know, even being here in Spring Lake, it's so different than what I, I deal with in Muskegon. Um, I was sat in your guys' chairs, and they're nice. Um, most of ours are broken. You know, people get little holes in their butt because it's broken, and, you know, and, and things like that. Um, you know, our windows are broken, and our blinds are broken, and our, our building's over 100 years old. I mean, you found, we found lead in Flint. 
when I started, I did a lead test, and there was lead in our paint, um, but I took it to the administration and no one did anything. Um, basically, it was told, I, I found this program that was doing um, helpful things to help homes get rid of their lead paint, but they wouldn't help the school because it wasn't a home. And I said, but this is the kid's home. This is where they spend most of their time is the school. How can we not get rid of this lead paint? Um, you know, they've they painted over it, so the school would probably say, you know, it's fine. Is it chipping? Everywhere. So, um, you know, it's a completely different environment there. Uh, also, I just said hi to Mrs. Clark. She was my teacher. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to find that in Muskegon. The turnaround is huge. Um, people move. You know, you don't say this was so and so's old room because it was so and so's old room, and then this person's old room, and then this person's old room, and this person's old room. There's just so much change. The big thing to know right now is that you're evaluated on how well the students do on the test. So here's the crazy part: I teach broadcasting. I teach kids to speak, I teach kids to work in groups, I teach kids um, to show creativity in their personality. I uh, can show you where they started, and, and uh, technology-wise, I can show you where they started and where they ended. I can show huge growth. Do you know what my grade was for a teacher? It was their growth as a writer. And it was based on the test that everyone took, the standardized test and their writing scores. Luckily, they improved last year, so I got a good grade. Does it have anything to do with what I teach? Jeez Louise. So you could fire me based on how they did. I'm, like, it's not even related anymore. It's not. So it's just getting, um, we're just losing a, a lot of where we need to be in education. <laughs> Possible fixes? Well, I, again, I have the best of both worlds. So I teach broadcasting, and what I love about it is whatever our frustrations are, that's what we're doing broadcasting about. So um, unfortunately, a former student of ours passed away yesterday, got shot, mm. might have killed. Um, so that might be a video we make. We might talk about that, and we might uh, address that. If we're feeling like bullying's going on, then we make uh, videos about bullying. If we um, need people to get excited and have school spirit, then we make silly videos about that. And, you know, we lose empathy with these phones and, and with relationships that we aren't having. But in my mind, and what I tell people is that our broadcast is the one time where this huge school all has a shared experience. And so that shared experience is where I, I try to make the difference in uh, bringing joy to the school, bringing excitement, bringing motivation. Um, and just being like, you know, there's a lot that sucks, but here we go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anything, Ashley? No. You are an amazing person. And Aww, I'm thanks. very happy to be in your presence. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Carly. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode. And don't forget to submit works of art and writing to our website to spread a little more empathy.